This is usually freezing in here. Yeah. Yeah, it's you should not be hot in our you. kitchen, brother. Nah, it was 90. I'm a, eight, hey, I'm a put you can joking. call me that. I'm good. It's hot. Oh, this you crazy mother. Hey, welcome to the Cost of Goods Told podcast. I am Darren Lafferty with producer, Chef Connor Moran. And today's special guest, because uh, we always have a special one, is Chris Saladino from Champ Burger downtown. Chris, how you doing? Doing great, Darren. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thanks for coming. We, we know that you put in a long day uh, down at the shop. Close at 4.30, if I read that correctly. Stay until about six, though. So. And, and, and typically, stay till six. But you hauled ass down here to be on the show, so thank you so much for doing that. We appreciate it. We really do, man. Seriously. Glad Let's to talk. be here. <laughs> Let's start, and we always start with, sec, you know, tell us who you are. Uh, tell us where you came from, where you grew up. Um, how'd you get to Houston? Well, I was born and raised in Houston. Okay. Uh, great-grandparents lived in the East End, and in fact... The property that Chamburgers built on was my great grandparents' homestead back before the turn of the century. Really? Before 1900. Really? Yeah, that's how. What's the address there? Like when you say Three, East End. 304 Sampson. Okay, 304 Sampson. Now that's before Edu was a popular part of town. <laughs> it was the second ward. Back yeah, then. yeah. Was, and still is to a lot Second of ward, east side of town. You've been there a long time. Sure. Real industrial neighborhood, close to the port of Houston. So you live right on that side of downtown, on the east side of downtown? Uh, well, we lived we lived near Hobby. But okay. everything we did was orientated to, uh, you know, yeah. East End, so. And so you grew up over by Hobby. Where'd you go to school? I went to Catholic school. I went to Annunciation downtown. Yeah. Right across from the ballpark where it is now. Uh, went to St. Thomas High School. There you go. And uh, Good school. In fact, uh, my father went to St. Thomas. So Is that right? Know, that's right. So any other generations before your, your dad? No. Okay. So you're the first and second? Yes, you sir. Have, you have kids now that went to St. Thomas? No, they didn't. They went to public school. Okay. Uh, but, uh, well, I would imagine the price of tuition has gone up considerably since you were there <laughs> and me as well. That's right. I, I, you know, uh, I don't know that I could afford to send them all to Catholic school, private school, but uh, they all got good educations. And I'm sure, I got a little two-year-old, and I keep looking at, you know, what college is going to cost and, you know, 16 more years or whatnot. I'm like, boy, you going to West Point, you know, <laughs> like you going you gonna to serve or something, man. Cause yeah. oh my God, you better, you better be better college than daddy fund. was putting old, a round bar on a round hoop or something. The old you know? army college fund. <laughs> yeah. Something <laughs> like that, man. Cause I, I don't know. <laughs> it's so, crazy. So did you work at, growing up? Did you work in the food business at all? Well, I was always around Champ Burger, especially in high school, you yeah. know, but the word work may have been, uh, you know, what stretched year, a bit. What, what year did Champburger open? Uh, 1963, okay. and I was born in 62. So okay. Champburger has always been there. It's been the, the stalwart of our family. You know? Was it your dad's or your... Actually, it was my mother's father, his father-in-law, that started Champburger because okay. that was the side of the family that lived on, on uh, in the East End. Okay. But soon after that, I think my grandfather just realized it was too much. And it's he tough. he uh, he was in the chemical business. Okay. And dad said he'd take over and eventually sold it to him and the old man ran from there, you know. So, so. it was just kind of like on a whim, he just said, Oh, let's open up well, a burger joint or <laughs> I think back you know, his mindset was back from the fifties when some burgers and all those little walk up burger joints were, were everywhere and it just seemed like a good thing to do. Wasn't okay. much in that neighborhood back then and 
He had the property. And now, not knowing this, I don't, I don't know this answer. So none of these questions are loaded by it. But when did McDonald's, when did they get established? When did they become a corporation? I don't know. Was it before that or was it after that? Saw the movie, but I don't remember. I did too, and I don't I'll remember watch that Netflix thing too. Let me see I, here. I guess, yeah, so Connor's going to Google that. But my point in asking that real quick Let's is. Let's just say Champ Burger started first. Well, they're still better than the Carlos 1955. Okay, so San Bernardino, California, though. So all right, so they're out on the West Coast. So I I was going to say, what kind of competition? Do you know what kind of competition there was back then for burger joints? You know, they they were mostly all mom and pop joints. You know, some burger was a big deal. Uh, I don't know. That was a little bit before my time. Well, McDonald's started the same way as a mom and pop, and then franchised out, and then became the corporation that it is. But I mean, everyone starts small, so. So, but anyway, the point is, you guys been around since uh, '63, right? Almost six decades. Yeah. Good lord, you don't Almost even look six that years. old. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's something good in those. Yeah, you know, people. I was gonna say, people right? keep asking me when I'm going to retire. I'm like, retire, man. You know, I'm just getting going. <laughs> Starting. Well, if you feel good, you look good, right? Did your That's dad have so. experience in the industry? And no, sir. Okay. No, sir. He just jumped in, you know, feet first. And- yeah. Did it all, very you know, cool, and, and uh, did it all. You know, so <laughs> that's awesome. Um, what you know? What do you think? What was kind of like his first impressions of the industry and so forth? Like to have you take it over is 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 incredible. In the fact that when we ask anybody, you know, what would you tell somebody who wants to get into the restaurant industry? First answer is don't, don't. do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And sometimes sure. don't effing yeah. do it. You know, right. so. <laughs> Well, you know, people all all the time come up to Champ Burger, and in the window they'll say, how come you don't have three or four of these little joints? Man, I, I wanted, this is what I want to do. And I'm like, buddy, <laughs> you know, be careful what you ask for because <laughs> this is not a job. This is a lifestyle. You know, I mean, it, it encompasses everything you do. Well, and to, to, to y'all's credit, right, when you walk up to that window, you're smiling, your team is smiling. <laughs> Everyone there literally enjoys what they're doing. So it makes yeah. it look easy. If, if someone sees something that looks easy, like, man, this is what I want to do. Oh, yeah. I want to flip burgers all day. I want to take orders over the phone. I want to take window orders. So you guys <laughs> make it look easy. So that's a compliment to you guys. Well, thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so then your dad took over. He didn't have any restaurant experience whatsoever. No, I was just trial by fire, you yeah. know. And uh, I think Champ Burger did very well from day one. Wow. And it just took off, that's you know. Cool. And uh, he just rode the rode the train from there you know and it's always been that walk-up business right yeah. i mean obviously we, you guys weren't delivering anything back then no no, but no and we've been doing business out of those two walk-up windows for almost 60 years that's amazing years. yeah that's amazing so if you walk up and for the listeners right so you it's it's located on a corner right and um it's on samson right samson is cross the, street scarrow yeah the samson is where the two windows are that you order it's got a little green awning out front it's really quaint Super cool lines always. People always lined up, but people just walk up those two windows. One's pick up and one's order. Is that right? It's been that way for sixty years. Still feeding your family off of it. That's right. <laughs> Possible and impossible burgers. No shout out. Right. Um, so you had been around it through high school and so forth as well. Well, certainly I was there doing high school. Like I said, I didn't do a whole lot of work there, but I was went there every day after school, um, you know, and it, it was always relevant in our lives. I mean, yeah. it, it was the mainstay. It was what was important, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Did you have it in the back of your mind even in high school? Like, hey, uh, You I'm know, I always thought that I would not 
work at Champ Burger, you know, full time and take it over. I was about probably 27 and I realized I was going to have my first child. Mm. I got a little nervous and decided to go work for the old man and it worked out. You know, he was able to take some time off and I was helping. He took care of me. I took care of him. It was was a good relationship. So after high school, before you jumped in, did you, did you go to college? Yeah, I went to, I went to A&M for two years until they decided that maybe I needed to find some (laughs) other place to uh, to have fun. (laughs) I came home and uh, I repaired computers for a couple of years, which was, was a lot of fun, but uh, I wasn't making enough money to uh, support a family. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. And then here comes Champ Burger and it was fine. You know, I was, by that time I was ready. I was mature enough to take it on you okay. know so yeah that's good that's good and um how long did you and your father work side by side Ooh, that's a good question almost 20 plus years 25 oh. years 24 years holy cow and even though you know after he retired when he was not physically there he would i mean we still talked three or four times a day yeah and, the guy would, you know, he could tell what was going on just yeah, through my voice. Or yeah. It was a little shaky. What's wrong? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. He just, he just knew that place in and out. So when, was, you, when you work side by side, you know, so basically it's, it's like working with your spouse, right? You work with your spouse all day. Then you go home with your spouse all day. And not that you live with your, your dad after that, right? But is it, was it tough working with your dad? Was he? It's always tough working with family, I believe. You know, there's that kind of that father son push and pull uh but i knew that you know he was a patriarch and you yeah. know that was it you respected that you know what That's i mean right. and, and i had to yeah right? of course. I mean, that was that was my job just to and now that you know now that you're kind of running the running the joint right uh, do you look back at those experiences with your father and say now nah, i know why he said that now nah, i know why he did that yeah. he was right little stinker he knew <laughs> he knew he knew everything i mean he just uh, yeah exactly was the establishment open seven days a week when your no, dad was working? No, uh, he at, used or? to run. It used to be open six days a week till at one point he said, "I don't want to work on Saturdays." And everybody said, "Okay, we don't want to work <laughs> on Saturday either." That's right, and, and myself. Yeah, you know, so cut it down to five, and uh, we made it work. You know, we're still going on those five day a week, uh, open five days a week. Now it we the the neighborhood's starting to change. And, uh, you know, it's being gentrified just like all the other neighborhoods around. And uh, probably the, the, the plan is to open on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. I don't know about Sunday, but definitely get another 12 hours in. So when you, Be good for us. So when you jumped in with your father, what, did you have some strong ambitions? Did you have something in mind like, hey, you know what, we're going to open up number two or something like that or did you well just i had come a, in i had a lot of ideas which were maybe book learned theory that, <laughs> that i thought you know should work yeah right and you know reality they just chamber was doing just fine mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. did, change for the sake of change just didn't make any sense right you know and i see that now in the beginning i was just wanting to change a few things just because i could didn't work any better <laughs> you know yeah things work the way they work well, six decades almost right. right with systems that's in right. place and and uh, people because you have long-standing employees uh, that's the blessing too yeah. that is a blessing and and you know to change for the sake of change makes no sense right you know just because you can right all right makes no sense man what was maybe the biggest learning curve going from repairing computers and kind of that industry to 
hey, oh. you know what, now I got to deal with customers face-to-face. -face. Well, you know, the customer <laughs> thing I never had a problem with. always enjoyed BSing with the customers. I, I think probably I had a little bit difficulty with the help, oh, yeah. you know, with the employees because those people that had been with my dad, from some of them since they were before high school, you know, some of those girls, and it was just, uh, you know, it was just hard for me to come in and take over, start giving orders to somebody that was, you know, 25, 30 years my senior, yeah. you know, and been yeah, there yeah. through thick and thin. Yeah, that's know. understandable. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a little. Certainly as a, as a respected, you know, young man who knows his place in the system, <laughs> I can understand why it would be hard to manage up, right, when, you, when they have seniority, essentially, not on paper, but in terms of years and experience and tenure. In this little restaurant, and they they were they knew exactly what they were doing. They were just <laughs> you know they were on just yeah. spot on all the time. So you know, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so if you could tell us a little bit about the burger itself, if you don't mind, you know, from from kind of what it, what it started as, and you know, if it's if it stayed the same all the way through. Or well, we <laughs> have we have not changed much at Champ Burger for a good reason, you know, because it's just too hard to get it right. But uh, you know, it's just good workaday working man food fare. You know, it's uh, eighty twenty Chuck, simple stuff, third pound, five inch bun. You know, good fresh veg. Yeah. Simple stuff. Yeah. You know, just simple workaday stuff, man. Not to, we don't want to get too fancy. Now I have aspirations of, you know, maybe kicking it up a notch or two, but you know, it's not necessarily what people want when they come to Chat Burger. Yeah. As soon as you change something, you know, you'll hear about it quickly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, I think you guys have when you say you didn't change much, I will say this. I mean, certainly prices have gone up in six decades, but it's still a very affordable Portable burger, right? Um, especially for the working class that that's comes right. up there. And that's who, and I've seen professionals there too. Don't get me wrong, like button sure. down shirts, but I see a lot of workers when I'm there. Uh, and that's who we serve. That yeah. is, that is our niche. That's what we do. You know, serve the the working man, and yeah. it's and it's it's done just fine for us. You know, and I see no reason to change. Sure. Well, it's like it's like trying to. You've done so well in the same spot, right? You're, you're certainly not going to move. And if you've done that well, right, then you're certainly not going to change the burger or the patty or the methodology behind right, building, yeah. you know, building this this masterpiece sure. that people why, keep coming back for. Why and reinvent the wheel? You know, I, I don't want to muck it up. Right. right. It's, it, it works, you know. And, and that's not to say you guys don't have other items, right? You have hot dogs. Sure, you have chili dogs, salads. We've and got, salads we've got and some stuff. rock and grilled cheeses, you know. We've got chili dogs are very good. All the food's very good, yeah. you know, but it's the burgers that people come for, you know. A lunch that they can afford, grab, go, and keep going. You know, Quick, because they can call in orders, right? That makes sense. What um, What do you think was the most difficult thing, Father? Stepping aside when, when, all right, it's yours. You know what? You know, did did you know the employees embrace it? You know, yeah, yeah. By that point, everybody was good. You know, we were all good as a team. But you know, the the hardest part was for me. All of a sudden, everything fell on my back, and but I didn't realize. You know how much work the old I man was, was doing yeah, yeah. And, then, and then all of a sudden nobody's there to and another thing i didn't have anybody to bounce uh you know bounce ideas off on a daily basis i'd call him and say what do you think and this and that but when he was there i mean we could just i just he could just look i could look at him he'd give me this or no and i you know, it was good <laughs> I mean, it was just that, that, no that, that kind of that sign language man between us yeah so uh what yeah, do you just, what do you think because and i'm thinking of the operation itself but when I've been in the kitchen, it's tight. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's efficient, 
right? Everything's laid out where it needs. What do you think the square footage is in there? Is it a 10 by 10? No, no, no. It's bigger than that. <laughs> it's probably 12 by 15. So, oh, so okay. just yeah. barely. Yeah, just so you, you weren't far. <laughs> yeah, but the only thing that's available well, is, is a walkway in a U-shape from the windows to the back area. And, and otherwise, it's fryers, griddle, uh, milkshake machine, right? Cold stuff. Sure. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the equipment... Chamburger has evolved around the equipment. You know, anything we can possibly get in there is already in there. And to take it out, you know, we've got to bring equipment in through the window. We've got to take the windows out and lift. Yeah, they won't. We can't get it out the door. So it's done. Whatever's in there either needs to be (laughs) repaired. Well, everything's been in there about thirty plus years too. So it had knock on wood, right? Praise the Lord. (laughs) Some of that equipment's wonderful. We just, awesome. got a, we just got a new shake machine. Is that right? Well, that's At countertop, first, right? That's countertop. No, 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 no. It's full-size, full-size really? machine. Yeah. Now, that, the, the original machine lasted 47 years. Goodness. Don't make them like that. Taylor Freeze, baby. Beautiful. And this <laughs> new one is beautiful. Did you keep it? Did you keep the... I've still got it. Yeah. You know what? I feel guilty getting rid of that yeah, machine. I it's yeah. just sitting in the back. I don't know what to do with I, it. I know, know that sounds silly sometimes, but I mean, like, even guys, you know, like in the industry, like, we hold on to our first set of knives, you know, we hold on to those, you know, those little, you know, those little doohickeys that we had, you know, throughout our, our whole careers. And so it's like, I can understand keeping that bad boy, you know, for sure, especially something that's treated you all for so many years. That's really... Um... So burgers, shakes, hot dogs, fries, onion rings. We do breakfast. We do breakfast sandwiches, which are rocking. Yeah, Duke has had many of our bacon, egg, and so, cheese so sandwiches. Duke, Duke's Premium Eats, who's one of our sponsors, um, also used to be in the food distribution business. And, and from what I've heard from Duke and you, he used to love those breakfast sandwiches. I mean, this guy, and he's not a small guy either, right? He's 6'4", he's he's every bit of 310. That dude can put some sandwiches away. It looks like he made a living off of you guys. (laughs) He's going to put one of them kids through school, you know, for sure. I bet you he'll come see you soon. I bet you he'll come see you. I'd like to see him. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. We do breakfast tacos. You know, we're in a kind of a Hispanic industrial neighborhood, so tacos sell real well. Sandwiches have always been a big seller. Sandwich is beautiful. I gotta but I'll tell you what, them. if you show up at 7 in the morning and want a burger, we'll, we'll cook <laughs> you a cheeseburger. You better happen. believe it, bro. That's what we do, you know. <laughs> People ask, what time? And I'm like, now. Right, that's, that's right. what we do. Oh, Anytime. Now that I know Did you that, see him light up? He lit yeah, up. He's yeah. like, this is what we do. <laughs> I was going to say, we got to do a burger hop day and have our first burger at 7 a.m. Hey, over that, there and then just hop around. We might have to hang out there because if we get there at 7, nobody else is Nobody else. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to do that and my milkshake. 10.30. We go down to Champ Burger and get hooked up early. I love that. I love that. With um with all of the history of the of the restaurant and the neighborhood and so forth, how much has that changed throughout you know the number of years that it's been there? I mean, have have has the menu reflected those changes, or have y'all just kind of added a few things here and there in the in the neighborhood? Even the new you know the second generation, sometimes third generation coming in, have they just been like, man, this is awesome. We just want to keep it like this. We have not tweaked the menu very much now we've added i don't know 20 years ago we put salads on the menu which have sell they sell great you know and it, i think it's a nice diversion to uh, the burgers and fries have a little salad um the neighborhood's changing recently in the last five or six years it's it's being gentrified a lot of people are moving in young people uh we've got we've put some black bean burger we've got a black bean burger on the menu we've got the uh, vegetable couple vegetable protein burgers on the menu mm-hmm. and and they actually sell very well yeah. black bean burger sells 
incredibly well. Yeah. Never would have thunk it, but it does. And uh, the younger people, if we run out, they, they don't order a burger. They say, okay, we'll come back tomorrow whenever oh. you get it. Yeah. So they're, they're dead set. There's definitely a trend to, you know, vegetable proteins or just kind of a vegetarian style. Yeah. You know, comfort food. Sure. Even though it's on a bun with lettuce, tomatoes, and mayonnaise. You yeah. know, they're looking for something a little bit different. You know, we've talked about this many times, but food is still an emotional, right? It's still an emotional process. So even though, you know, I wouldn't lean towards something other than a real burger because that's just what I like. <laughs> there's still people, though, that have that attachment, right? They grew up on probably real burgers, and now there's some, there's an option. They, they still get that. You know, they go to the new option, but they still, still hang on to the emotion of having a burger, burger. right? They still fulfill sure. that need for having that burger so well houston's a, a burger town you know i mean call us barbecue call us everything else you want but you look at the number of burger establishments that are trying to flood houston yeah you know from the in and outs to the shake shacks you know and i mean you know to Waterburger being bought by a company out of chicago yeah. you know type of thing you know i mean this this is a burger town um and so i think it's kind of cool to have like a real classic in houston um, and something that you don't get in a whole lot of spots besides maybe like a New York maybe or you know even a, an LA some some spot that's been there for as long as y'all have been there you know and and having customers that had you know had it then their kids had it now their grandkids are having it that's so freaking cool that's that's such a that's such a special thing to have that's right and it's an honor to be able to serve people for generations you know it just where do you go? Yeah. You know, there's no place like that. Well, I think, you know, in, in an age of, of digital advertising and an age of social media and an age of Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, you guys are sort of under the radar when it comes to all spending all that money, right, on digital marketing and things like that. And there's nothing wrong with that because obviously what's happened, in my opinion, is your product speaks for itself. The product speaks volumes and the fact that people keep coming back and, and filling those needs and spreading that word. You haven't had to have a, a director of social media. You haven't had to have <laughs> professional photographers come in, right? You're just sort of under the radar doing what you guys do best, but still flourishing all the way. I mean, six six decades? You know, it's and it's always worked that way. Yeah. I don't think it's ever been any different. You know, I can remember trying to advertise in the Houston Press or Chronicle, $1,000 an ad, yeah. you know, and you're just... You know, yeah, that's a lot could, of burgers. You couldn't, that's right, and you couldn't tell that anybody had seen it you know what <laughs> right. i mean so and now you know with social media it's completely different yeah hang on to that hang on to that we're going to talk more about social media we're going to talk about how you advertise i mean we didn't go into any details but just we're going to take a break real quick to give a shout out to duke's premium meats and we'll come right back so stick around for more of chris saladino from champ burger duke's premium meats home delivery is your one-stop shop for premium quality meats delivered right to your doorstep delivering all over the united states Duke's Premium Meats offers you the best in quality by personally working closely with local ranchers and butchers. Duke's Premium Meats offers everything from fillets and lobster tails to heart-shaped ribeyes to Texas-raised Wagyu brisket. Get amazing meat delivered right to your door by using Duke's Premium Meats. Visit their site at www.dukespremiummeats.com. Hey, welcome back to part two of Cost of Goods Told podcast. I am Darren here with Chef Connor, and obviously our special guest is uh, Chris Saladino from Champ Burger. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Yeah, absolutely. Pleasure so, to be here. I, I, thank you so much. Um, you know, we, we have talked a little bit about where you came from, where you grew up, you know, kind of how you fell into the business, if you will. 
Let's talk about the business itself. Sure. So you're only open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. 7 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Okay, so 7 to 4.30, such a short day. I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> In a hot box, I don't understand. <laughs> you don't love the business? I don't understand. Why? <laughs> Full day. Yeah, it no is a day. full day. Uh, between be, be behind the prep and the cleanup and the shutdown, you know, you're and, and reordering and taking care. Of, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir on this one, but um, you love it. I mean, are you glad? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. That's you know, at, at first, I, maybe I fought it a little bit just because it is so encompassing, it, you know. But now that's what I, you know, and people say, when are you going to retire? Right. I'm like, you know, I mean, what, what am I? I can't even sit home on the weekends. You know, I'm antsy. <laughs> antsy, right? yeah. I need to go do something. But. So you so early in the morning. You know, you came from you did some IT for a couple of years. You got a couple of years on your belt of college. Is it is it the business that you love so much from you know the the business standpoint, or is it the people, or is it the employees? I mean, I'm sure it changes over time, but. Give us some insight as to why you love the business. You know, I, for me, it is, it's the interaction with the customers, relationships with the people I work with. They're all good people. Lord knows, know their family, know their kids, watch them grow up. You know, I like food. I admit, it doesn't know, show. I am, I, I'm not the very best cook, but I, I love food. You, you know, love your I, food. And, and uh, I love to purchase the food. I love to and I love, you know, I love a well-oiled machine, right? Yeah. Where yeah. we can get it in, get ready, cook it, send it out with without a hiccup day after day. Absolutely. So the fact that you love, Joy. so you love, so obviously ordering food is part of the deal, right? You got to have your raw ingredients. Obviously, you guys have seen inflation over six decades. You've seen, and you've seen sure. a change in salespeople. You've seen a change in companies. How do you manage all that um, and still run this? business that's so consistent right and giving back a quality product and so consistent with delivering in a fast time i mean people come up to a window and order they got their order in five minutes you know it's not it's not like you get hell you get them faster there and you do through a drive-through <laughs> with exception well, of a couple yeah, you, but you're being it may take 10 or 15 minutes but it's it's hot yeah it's fresh cooked sure. and you know it's it's ready to go so how have you guys managed the uh, cost all along you know for the most well for the most part our protein our meat our bread and our produce have come from the th th same three spots for the last 30 plus years. Okay. You know, and that is, and they're smaller, it's smaller meat company, small produce company, bread, bread, our bread, you know, it used to be a kosher, it used to be certified kosher in Bel Air before they got bought and moved out to Rosenberg. But, okay. um, you know, I know the owners of those places and I can call and say, hey, this ain't right. It's not right. You yeah. know, check would you grind you right. know it's kind of a little greasier than usual or not too much or a little lean you know yeah and call up and scream it's pretty hard to call up a 800 pound gorilla purveyor and, and you know and, and complain sure you know you talk to a salesman well they've never even opened a box of what you buy yeah you know from the big box guys from the, from the big distributors you know, right right sure and uh, we do get a lot of product from those guys but they're there it's stuff that um it's boxed up. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, not dry fresh. Goods. Dry goods. Yeah. That's right. So that doesn't really change very much. You know, it's just the fresh product that. Uh, but with the but, but with the change in cost, like like meat patties, right? So they're, they're, they they well, fluctuate we, too. That's a commodity, right? Yeah. Well, every so you know, every six months, every eight months, we just 
Did you absorb that? Did you pass that on? I mean, because it depends on, you know, it's, we, I have big hearts just like the old man and mm -hmm. he used to, he'd hate to raise prices, yeah. you know, but at some point you have to. And we've actually, I just did that about a week ago. Well, that's so common because most people, most business owners, number one, they're either afraid to raise prices or they just really refuse to, right? There's Because there's change involved, not just for the end user, but sure. for the business owner too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but at some point, so you don't go out of business, you can you enjoy six decades, sure. you have to raise prices. And well, you say I, your customers are fairly um, receptive to that? Sure. I think that everybody grumbles a little bit, but they come back the next day, you know, <laughs> uh, they come back. Well, because it's still already so, you know, a great value. You know, I can, you know, I can remember bacon at 99 cents a pound. Now <laughs> it's four something a pound, yeah. you know, smoke, good smoke bacon. Yeah. Hickory smoke. But yeah, you got to roll with you it. Just you do can't, it. you right. got to, yeah. you know, and then. What about on the kind of like, not necessarily the opposite side of that, but on the staffing side of things? I mean, having people who've been with you for so long. I mean, we've talked about it on the podcast yeah. before. My experience at uh, Lamontes, which is a restaurant that's two years younger than I am. There's guys who have been there 28, 30, you know, 30 years. Um, and young guy comes in, starts making changes, starts pissing everybody off, you know, type of thing. And it, it's partially my fault for being egocentric <laughs> and having a big head and thinking I'm the shit, you know, and so forth. Um, it's also part reluctance to the change, reluctance to what, you know, the new the new demographic was asking for, things like that. All of that can come to a real hard clash, especially when you try and change something up in a system that's been a well-oiled machine for so long. Um, how, how do you retain your employees for that? You know? Well, and we did have some of that at Chamburger when I walked in, you know, but luckily dad was there to kind of, Cool my jets a tad bit, you know what I mean. Keep <laughs> keep, keep everything running smooth. Uh, you got to take care of your people. Now, whether it be monetarily or time off or, or whatever, right. you know, you got to take care of them, and, and they deserve to be taken care of. Well, you know, so at at some point, you know, you can't just uh, you've got to give them some kind of compensation. It might not be money, yeah. but some kind of compensation, time off, or yeah. just. You know, just empathy. Yeah. Sometimes well, empathy is enough. You know, they're they're as big a part of Champ Burger as I am. I mean, mm -hmm. they are who who we are. We yeah. would not be where we are without the people we've got, the staff we've got. Sure. So you got to take care of them. You know. And, and I think that comes with good management. That comes with dad being in your ear to cool your jets. Sure, that comes sure. with thirty years of running. You know, Champ Burger. Reality of the situation, man. You know, they they made. Burger, what it is. I mean, it was a team effort. Yeah. So, you know, you ever, that, team's got to. Any one of those little ladies back there give you a fire, fire little look, and you know. They're tough. Yeah, <laughs> tough. But you'd ha you have to be tough to work in a hot kitchen. Of course. Year after day after day, you know, it's stressful. They probably appreciate the wintertime when it's warm in there, right? <laughs> well, it gets cold in there, but too. But summertime. Right? We need that springtime or fall, <laughs> yeah. you know. That's what I'm, I'm <laughs> You, you get about three good months, though, you know, yeah, or something sure. like that. If you're lucky in if Houston, lucky, right? Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. So you have second generations working with you, too, as well, correct? Uh, no, just... just Okay. There's no father, son, no no mother, daughters. In no, there. no, 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 okay. no. I think you know everybody's children have, have done pretty well for themselves. You know, okay, they've good. moved on to other areas of town, other cities. Yeah. You know, so. But you have some tenured individuals with oh, you yeah, as well. Yeah. You know, some have been with you. You said 27, 24, yes. 25 years. 
man, you'd be lucky to get somebody for 27 weeks at a restaurant nowadays, you know? So, I mean, you know, that's that speaks volumes for, mm -hmm. for what y'all are doing, seriously. Yeah, super lucky. Super you know? lucky, man. Yeah. That, that has been the key, really, honestly. Just that's, having people. Can, that's the key to consistency. Even if it's a tad bit, you know, mistake here and there, it's the same mistake. You yeah. can deal with it. Yeah. You know, it's not some new greenhorn walking off the street that thinks he knows what he's doing. Or whatever, I wouldn't survive know? a day in there. Number one, I'm too damn big. And I'd be trying to eat everything. <laughs> uh, uh, quality assurance? Quality yeah. assurance real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got here in the morning. Let's let's check this burger right away. Looks My like we sold eight deal. tacos. No, 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 <laughs> I, only six. I, 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 <laughs> Take it out of the check, boss. Take it out of the check. <laughs> I'd be broke by the end of the day for oh, sure. Yeah. I'd I'd be, owe you money. You'd be working for those tacos. I'd owe you money, that's for sure. Well, how big is your team, if you don't mind me asking? We are seven. I make it eight. Okay. You know, and uh, it uh, it may vary every once in a while. A little more, a little less, but good seven people. Keeps Champ Burger running. So I know you shut down on the weekends, Monday through Friday for now. Do you take time off during the summer? During Normally the at Christmas time, we take... Uh, that that week between Christmas and New Year's off, okay. and everybody gets a vacation. That's another beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, we don't have somebody once a month taking a vacation. Right. You know, we they all just, take know it at the same time, and everybody's good with it. Nice. They get their week pay, and they do. So you just answer my question. So oh, you pay yeah. them for that week. Oh yeah. yeah. So that's kind of their bonus. Hey, go have a good time. Be with your family. They deserve that. You Come know. back. And it's nice. It's right. And everybody comes back. 100% better mood, ready to roll. Yeah. You know, everybody comes back and ready to roll. That's why I'd work somewhere for 26 weeks. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, 26 years. Yeah. Um, just knowing that, number one, I could eat some food every day. <laughs> number two, I'm going to get a week off paid, right? Uh, that's not a bad deal. Not at all. Not at all. So if you don't mind kind of walking us through, let's just say, an ideal type of day for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, like Monday morning you're coming in. What's, what's the first thing you're doing uh, as the operator? Well, as soon as we get there, we turn on all the equipment uh the purveyors start the vendors start coming in produce beef uh the bread comes in we get our big uh, delivery on monday morning early before we open get all that tucked away uh we do a little prep work you know we really don't cook much ahead of time uh, we cook a few things for tacos potatoes ahead and uh, we just open up, and then we start cooking <laughs> yeah. as as we need. You so know? you don't have much freezer space, if I remember correctly. No, we we've got a big walk-in freezer. You, oh, you do. Okay, a walk big, big nice walk-in cooler and walk-in freezer. So your fries and so a couple wings and yeah, you know, chicken fried steaks, stuff, stuff, okay. stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know that's a whole nother uh, part of the, the the restaurant that just keeping all that equipment running. You know, that's a whole nother facet of what it takes to keep a successful business. You know, yeah. it's just you have, keeping yeah. refrigeration so, yeah. on, on point for the city or keeping, you know, you know what I mean? Is your ice machine running properly or... <laughs> are, you, are you able to be grandfathered in for certain things because, you know, it, it was like... Yes. We, we built our food truck and then they were like, look, make room for a three compartment sink even though you could get away with a two compartment sink. But I was like... Damn, I can't imagine, you know, because even Lamontes, we had to redesign the restaurant. Sure. Or, I mean, redesign the kitchen a little bit to be up to new codes. I was like, damn, this place has been here for so long. You know, I can't you imagine. You some passes on some of those stuff? Some things. That's yeah. good. Yeah, sure. But, 
some things yeah but not everything you start cutting into those walls and you're like holy cow that's the electrical setup that they had oh (laughs) that's a whole nother that's a whole nother uh, discussion you know (laughs) that's a topic we've not touched on before with with inspections city inspections how is it to deal with city inspections um do you do there's a lot of turnover you need new inspectors or this city health health inspector uh you know we've we're always pretty good you know, everybody we get is, is pretty fair. Uh, they know that Champ Burger's been in business for yeah. quite some time. Uh, every once in a while, we'll get a quick, you need to take care of this or you need to take care of that. But we take care of while they're there. Yeah. Very seldom do we ever get a write-up. Never get rid Well, not before. And that's know, all public record up. anyway. Yeah, if anybody yeah, wants right. to see it, they can find it. Yeah. Uh, but the public record, and I don't mean to inter- interject, but the public record is not a direct reflection of what the violation is. You could have, I don't know, a stick of gum that an employee left that was out there, and it would be like foreign object in, you know, unsanitary. Da, da, da. Like the wording on it is not reflective of what some of the. So, like, sure. let's just say if you see I one of those violations, like yeah, if you see some of those violations for a restaurant give them maybe give them a, a break because it's it's almost like oh you've been arrested it was like i got a speeding ticket you yeah. know like you it's have not, a record you have, have a record, record. yeah yeah connor moran has a record you know it's like it's a speeding ticket you know like so restaurants can get hit with that as well so while we're on that topic i apologize but that's that's kind of a, a thing that's been bugging me sounds a like bit you know too, six so. years in business too you know what to say you know what to do you know how your establishment needs to be like you don't make excuses when they get there you, well, they, they were just here 30 days ago and look it's yeah there's some very basic things that need to be taken care of and it's it's not it's not uh, yeah. you know not brain difficult. surgery it's it's pretty simple stuff yeah, yeah yeah now you it and depending on who you get everybody's got their own personal uh nitpicks or this this needs to be clean that needs to be clean uh the other day we i had a guy in there and uh we had some hamburger doggy toys that I'd used to take Instagram pictures with. He saw them and says, do you let dogs onto your porch? And I said, oh, I said, no, those toys are for our photo, our pictures. Oh, well, if you do, you know, here's a form, you need a special permit to let dogs on your porch. And I said, oh, okay. It's only cost you about five hundred bucks or whatever. And I said, oh, <laughs> of course, okay. yeah. I'll be sure and um, yeah, I'll be sure and get take, right on that. You know, little simple things like that. Never before had anybody ever said anything. Right. Uh, do they still to do that? Go ahead. I'm sorry. And uh, here's another thing. You know, the East End is, like I said before, being gentrified. Yeah, it's and right it now. has, yeah, and it has, I think, created a whole, a little bit tougher um, scrutiny by the city and not only health department but other city codes in the neighborhood and not just for us as a restaurant but for everybody transmission shop across the street or the bar down the way or it's just you know it was a neighborhood that was kind of forgotten for quite some time but now you know they're there and they're they ride around with their clipboards and you know just uh does the city still give a number grade they still give you Or do they give they a letter do, grade? No, they give a number grade. Okay. So. Because I've been to other cities where you'll they, see posted yeah, on the outside. California. A, B, C, D, right? Or even New York, I think, does that as well. But in Houston, they still give a and number you grade. Don't, I don't believe it has to be posted in the city. No. You know, but. Okay. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But again, like I said, you know, when it when it comes to little things like that, please, please, you know, please, if you really are questioning it, talk to the establishment owner. No one's going to hide 
you right. know what what the mistake was sometimes it's you know a bag of flour in just the wrong spot and it's sure. it's not Something as bad on the as floor it sounds that needed to be 6 inches yeah exactly sure. um, of course yeah. well and i would imagine as an owner it, yeah not well you know and here's the thing too you know if they show up at 12 o'clock or 12:30 or 1 o'clock you're slamming you yeah. know there's stuff gets dropped on the floor yeah. you know you know you're not going to clean that up now and by three o'clock it's all gone everything's you know yeah. spick and span but dude, yeah. you know when the, when it's hitting the fan you know you're going to come in now <laughs> you know you're yeah. going to come in now right come on yeah. you know? but for the most part we have been very lucky with health inspectors been very understanding you know and what's been, been the, there long what's time. been the biggest challenge for you so how, so how long have you been running the restaurant well, I've been there 30 years. So what's, uh, what's the probably the last 12 years, something like what's that? What's the biggest challenge in 30 years that you've faced? And then on the flip side, what's the biggest success? Well, the biggest the biggest challenge that we have faced is it, we uh, we took started taking credit cards um, okay. a few five or six years back, which has been uh, it, it's been a good thing for Champ Burger yeah. and. Uh, uh, it's, been, it's also been challenging. Helps. Yes, it's also been challenging on the on the uh, the back end. From the customer you know, aspect, or from the credit card company? No, well, we've never. You know, you, I've never been um, a, uh, used to somebody taking a percentage of your sales. And, sure. And our sales were, you know, the, the pretty low percentage of what our food cost was. So that was another added, right. you know subtraction right. from yeah. what we were trying to keep um, it's been a good thing overall we've learned to overcome that um, you know the best thing I think that we've done is that we are just still cranking them out after almost 60 years yeah. you know and and we had missed a beat so the success you know? when I hear that here's I interpret that as your success is we've overcome some issues and you always have operational issues right credit card being the yeah, one sure but, every day but the best thing something. is people are still showing up they're still buying burgers and hot dogs and chicken fried steaks and tacos and breakfast sandwiches sun up to sun down yeah and and you know they are customers that my dad serviced too and they're and they're happy nice. you know they're yeah. still they're still happy so that's very cool you know the changing just because we changed guard did not mean that uh you know, we've fallen down. So Dad know. would be proud. I think so. Yeah, I think he I think would so. be too. I, I take care of those people the way he used to take care of them. That's, that's, and how can you not? You know, second, cool. third generation. You of course. Take care of them. Well, you're you're a you're a rare breed <laughs> in today's restaurant market well. where people will turn the other way or people don't pay attention to the customer as much because it's all financial driven. And with your business, it's obvious that the customers are coming back because it's customer driven. Sure. And you take care of your employees, take care of your customers. So congratulations for that. Well, I'll tell you, Darren, when I get up in the morning and, you know, at four and bust ass to get to Champ Burger, I am not really thinking about dollars and cents. I'm thinking about how to pull this day off, how to make the food just right, how to service these people. And hopefully, you know, the financials will take care of themselves if yeah. we just do what we do well, it you sounds know, like cook they burgers are. and do good work and the food. money will follow right yeah. congratulations on that well stick around one more time we're going to talk about what's what's in the future for champ burger for you for your family because uh, we want you to be around another 60 years so let's talk about that so stick around with uh connor and i cost of goods told podcast here at beavers on Westheimer, and we're joined by chris saladino of champ burger be right back Duke's Premium Meats Home Delivery is your one-stop shop for premium quality meats delivered right to your doorstep. 
Delivering all over the United States, Duke's Premium Meats offers you the best in quality by personally working closely with local ranchers and butchers. Duke's Premium Meats offers everything from fillets and lobster tails to heart-shaped ribeyes to Texas-raised Wagyu brisket. Get amazing meat delivered right to your door by using Duke's Premium Meats. Visit their site at www.dukespremiummeats.com. So welcome back to part three of the Cost of Goods Told podcast. We're still here. Connor, Chef Connor, myself, special guest, Chris Saladino from Champ Burger. Still hanging out. Thank you, sir. Right on. Thank you. <laughs> Super cool to have you here. Um, yeah, I've come to your restaurant. I've, I've peeked into the window. I've spent some time in the kitchen, but this is probably the longest time we've had to sit and visit, and I appreciate it very much. It's great to get to know you. Thank you. We've covered so mm-hmm. much. It's, it's been awesome to kind of hear, hear the story. And again, like I said before, I think it's really cool that an establishment that's been around for so long, an establishment like yours, would you know and you would want to come on our podcast that means a lot to us <laughs> it's an honor i think uh, exactly what houston needs is some you know thank some you interviews of down home restaurants and you know grassroots stuff i think it's well, I spread think the word eat it up. i think people eat it up yeah. <laughs> you're now the mayor of this podcast there you, you go, spread yeah. the word chris <laughs> out. you want to know call chris <laughs> yeah, all right you know one thing we didn't touch on and i'm disappointed that's that's my fault but we didn't talk a lot about your dad uh, we didn't talk about um, you know, his vision for the restaurant. I mean, I know he sort of bought it away from, you know, um, a family member. But what did he envision for the restaurant? What do you think? I mean, did he share that with you when you guys worked, you know, sort of elbow to elbow? What was his vision? Well, I think, you know, I think his vision was pretty much the same vision that I've got. Just, you know, get in, get it done, serve as many people as you can, the highest quality food you can. And... You know the, the revenues will take care of themselves yeah you know yeah. I, uh, he he enjoyed being at that window he at did Chamber. he enjoyed that personal interaction with you know generations of people yeah. he, he ate that up that's who he was he loved it you well, know he, and, a, uh, he, he sounded like and i didn't know him right but i know his son and so his son comes from good stock his, his son is a good person your dad also had a badass beard. He was all white. <laughs> he had a good beard. He did have a good beard. He loved that beard, too. Yeah, he did he really? Yeah, yeah. He when, where's beard. your beard? When's that coming? Oh, I don't know, dude. I got to put in a few more years before I get my <laughs> get tenured enough to have my white beard. I can grow one, though. I bet. You got to earn that beard, huh? Yeah. But you say lots of knowledge. I wisdom. Yeah. yeah, I don't always use it, but I got a lot of it. <laughs> Called BS on that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, you know, we talk about the vision, you know, what your dad thought it was. Um, that kind of leads us to part three of the podcast, which is always, what's the vision for the restaurant? Now that you're, you've got the, the reins and you're running it and successfully so, doing a good job, taking care of the employees, what would you, what, what's your vision for Champ Burger for the next six, six decades? Ooh, uh, you know, I think I am proud that we have been in that neighborhood for that long and serving constantly for almost 60 years. I, I, I think that Champ Burger can only become more iconic, that neighborhood. The neighborhood's changing, you know, and I'd, I think if we just keep it up and keep doing exactly what we've done for the last 60-plus years, uh, we're going to be just fine. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, multiple locations does not necessarily interest me. Uh, every once in a while, you'd like to be able to see if you could pull it off. Yeah. 
but to keep that as a home base, yeah. you know, it's a hot that's spot. my goal. That's yeah. right. You know, and it, it's well established. And there will people, there will be people coming there looking for burgers for another 50 years, yeah. even if we weren't on that corner, you know, it yeah. is just, it's influenced so many people's lives. I'm, I'm happy with the way it's running, you know, and, uh, just, I'd like it to be maybe a little bit more well-known, maybe nationally known, you know, but, you know, it's just like Pink's in California or something, you know, where people just sure. know, sure. you know, that that's a great place to get a burger from coast to coast. Yeah. You know, yeah. simple stuff. So naturally, over 60 years, you're going to see changes in the restaurant industry. You're going to see changes in, in people's taste and so forth. Do you feel like maybe the last five to eight years, there's been a significant change in people's taste. I mean, not necessarily at, at your establishment, but around you and, and what you're seeing kind of, I mean, there wasn't Uber Eats before, you know, and now sure. people are kind of like, you know, we talked off air, people are expecting a burger at three o'clock in the morning and they want maybe Champ Burgers burger, you know, type of thing, you know? You know, there is, there is room for that. You know, I think people, and another thing that we see is all the dietary needs, all the diets that come through the fad diet. So right now it's no carbs. Everybody wants a burger without a bun, mm. and we can accommodate that. Simple. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, those fads come and go. I think people a lot of times give lip service to what they want, vegetarian, organic. But bottom line, they still eat a good old greasy hamburger, you know, good old <laughs> home hamburger. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to stray from that. Yeah. And it's not to say I wouldn't like to have a few things on the menu that that, that would accommodate, yeah. you know, but, you know, bell bottoms are going to come back into style. <laughs> they probably soon, you already know? have. And, you, know, and, you still got I, yours? You holding on to them? No, I bet you can still fit in them, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and just just keep doing what we do. It's simple, fair, and... Yeah. So it sounds like too fancy. Not a couple of having a couple locations not really an interest, but having a couple new menu items, sure, something to keep the crowds to keep, coming. Keep people you're open excited to that. every once in a while, but never, never touching the basics, the mainstays, yeah. you know, and just keep cranking them out yeah. day after day, you know, yeah. pretty simple stuff. Maybe increase our hours, you know, six days a week, seven days a week would make me happy. Yeah, you know. Uh, you feel like the neighborhood's calling for that, or starting to call for that? Yeah, it is. That's great. And it's, you know, we've we've heard for the last 20 years how the neighborhood was getting ready to explode. Well, it's only been in the last five or six years that it is really starting to take off. And it's 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 taken off. So uh, completely different crowd in that neighborhood on the weekend as opposed to during the week. And, uh, yeah, we need to be there on the weekend. That's cool. A little bit later in the afternoon. So that you think your you think your staff will adjust to that that future business? Uh, you know, it would be hard to work people another twelve or thirteen hours a day. Yeah. You know, I, and I will admit that, and I don't necessarily want to work twelve or thirteen hours a day more for Saturday and Sunday. But we're going to have to make some adjustments. Maybe some, you know, come in with a second shift, third yeah. shift, something like sure. that, which is difficult. You oh, know? I would think they would be interested in the money, uh, but but. To that point, not everyone's driven by money, right? No. Their bills are paid. That's they're right. happy Monday through and, Friday. And, and people that have been with us for 25, 27 years, money is not their uh, Yeah, their they've figured it out. Goal. They know you how know, to they, take care of business. Just, well, they, got, they, got, they got heart in it. You know, they got sweat equity in that mm -hmm. place, yeah. as we all do. But. Yeah. They've also got, the, there is a value to time as well. And that's maybe something sure. I want to touch upon a little bit for, for yourself as well. Someone who's been in this, you know, been in the spot for so long. 
you know, we call it the cost of goods told podcast because there's something beyond just the numbers that people give up and sacrifice to keep an establishment going like that. You mind touching on that just a little bit? You know, some of the things, I mean, you know, I, I can obviously talk from like the chef point of world where it's like, like you give up social life, you give up things, you give up the, the nights and weekends and, and you know, that sort of thing, you know, but you know, you're, it sounds like your staff is right there with you where they're, they're sacrificing alongside with you, you know, and, and putting in hard, hard work and so forth, you know? Well, it's, it's a team effort. And I think if, if I would, if I was at home, you know, half the day, they wouldn't be on board the same way. I'm there from open to close and say, so are they, Yeah. you know, and, and of course we've missed, I've missed, we, they've missed a lot of things with their children, you know, because they're at work. Yeah. You know? And, and uh, the dad was the same way. You know, I mean, his obligation was to hamburger, you know, and very seldom did. He, he was never able to do, you know, you know, come to school plays or just go to baseball games or anything like that. He was, he was always at work. He was hardcore, yeah. hardcore worker. And I've, I've done a lot of the same. But that generation, right? That's how they were raised. Yeah, too, that's right. Know. The tough, tough. Providers, tough nails, you know, man. providers did what they had to do to take care of their family. And I was able to see my kids through elementary school, through high school, because most of the time he was there, he would come in, take over, and while well, I could take off for a little while. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a sacrifice. You know, it's a sacrifice. So how, how do your kids feel about the sacrifice and the things that you've done? And, and listen, honestly, well, they, you, you stepped in and started working with your dad. Your kids talking about coming to work? Uh, you know, the kids have all gone to school. They've all got their, li- their, got their lives. Now, I, they're not young anymore, I mean. 30 i've got a 27 year old they've got children that uh, sounds like the perfect age to get in the hamburger business oh, right? yes, yeah, I mean, hey, baby on the way three squares a day you know what i mean <laughs> well we'll see we'll see what happens yeah. I, I still got a few good years in me you know? yeah 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 of course but but you'd feel comfortable with with you know passing it down to family or sure. family taking over and Sure, sure, of course, you know, yeah, yeah, as long course. as that, they, they've, and they've been with it the whole time too, man, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I like I come you said, home I in a few. bad mood or a good mood, or, I mean, they had to endure either or, you know, yeah. whatever was working, but, uh, sure. That's funny, he said, I got a few good years left in me. <laughs> if it took, you know, it's going to take you the same amount of time to train your kids to take over, you better get them in there quick. <laughs> you better start as, as you're you with your dad, right? <laughs> And they're mature enough now, they can handle it digested process the information I, look i think you have a fantastic business and uh do i want to walk in your shoes i don't but i'm a little <laughs> bit envious because i think it's super cool i love the industry i think you guys are putting out a great product and i love the loyalty i mean i walk up and there's no shortage of people milling about waiting for their food or placing orders or driving up or from manufacturing you know businesses walking over it's just super cool to see the buzz the buzz around the building after Man, and you know, years. and you know, the community of Champ Burger. Those customers come from so many different backgrounds, but they're all there BSing with each other, strangers. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes, you know, it amazes me that a truck driver and some guy in a suit and tie can be talking. They just, you know, they're complete strangers, yeah. but they talk. You know, and I'm yeah. like, man, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not sure what that, what the alchemy is that just makes people want to. It's food. It's food. Yeah, it's food, and it's it's what you guys are putting out. I mean, that's the common denominator. Uh, that brings people together. So now, whether they talk or not, it's one thing. But you got to admit, when you when you get food and it's good, your guard comes down a little bit. Their common denominator is they're just waiting, both waiting on the great food to come out the window, 
And so, man, why not shoot the shit a little bit? Yeah. You know, I, they do. And I it's, love it's it. nice. It, it's good. It's a good sense of community, you know, around yeah. Champburger. I, I swear, I think you could solve a lot of world problems if people could just sit down and freaking have a burger and break bread with each other. Not you know? an impossible you know? burger, but not a an impossible. Burger. See, okay, now we got to sit down, <laughs> break bread, Darren. You know, and, I'm not and against this impossible. Out, man, so. It's not impossible. <laughs> Um, well, if you don't mind talking about that community as well a little bit, you know, I mean, the, that seems like something that I don't think other establishments may have where it's like, hey, look, you know, not only did I eat here, but my dad ate here or something sure. like that. Yeah. And third generation. His, and, you know, third generation type of thing, you know. Um, the community around Chamber, you know, we've been very lucky that the firemen, the policemen, the city workers all embraced Champ Burger nice. from the get-go. Yeah. Dude. And once, twice a year, we have a firemen's reunion that these guys come back and it was not set up by us it yeah. was set up by them nice. and they just decided to have champ burger as their home base very cool it's it's wonderful you know and these are all these are retired firemen and there are several stories that the first day on the job of these firemen they made the champ burger run to go pick up food <laughs> for the station now these guys have retired and they're still coming back to champ burger Oh, that's super cool. We yeah. take pictures and do videos. They're, they're just super cool guys, man. That's really nice. And, uh, you know, I, uh, and, and the neighborhood's getting a little bit f fragmented, you know, with the newer people. But uh, eventually, you know, no matter who you are, if you come two or three times, we know your name and we talk to you, you know, and, and people warm up, you know. And I, I think that's unique these yeah. days. Oh, know? absolutely, it's unique. And, and at first, they don't really know how to take it, but after a while, you know, they just fall right, melt right in, you know. And well, everybody. I mean, I, I included. I want to be norm, right, at the bar. <laughs> I want to be norm at the hamburger place. I mean, it feels good to have a connection. Sure. Uh, because food is very soothing, it's very emotional. I mean, I say it all the time because it is for me, and I know people are drawn to food as something. It's something for everyone. It's either comfort or it's just energy or it's just fuel, but everyone comes for a reason. But if and you it, show it, up and somebody calls your name out, you're like, I could get used to that. You know, I'm go a place where somebody knows me. They remember. They feel special. Sure. And it's more than just burgers that we serve. You of know, course. we serve a little bit of soul too, man. I mean, it's just what we do. I like you know? that. It's true. You need a T-shirt that says, "We don't just sell burgers. We, we sell soul." soul. <laughs> you know, it's it's true, man. Yeah. It's what we do. You know. Because you know the community so well, do you sometimes take that burden home with with some of your customers? I know we talked a little bit off of off air a little bit about you know. Some people have come up and they've they've been struggling at times in their life and, and so forth, you know. Well, we know them. You know, I, we know the families. We know the kids. Sure, man. We've seen the full gamut of things happen, yeah. you know, in society and with with our customers, you know. And yeah, yeah that's, I, that's I think ha thing. having a large restaurant um, greatly reduces the chances of that happening. Mm -hmm. Not that it's, it's not that it's you know not possible right. but certainly when you when you're that heat i mean chris you're taking every order sure. whether it's on the well, phone or whether it's in the window 90 percent so, of the orders. so um I, I would expect it to be that relationship and I'll, I'll tell you real quick last year for the first time we made a day of the dead altar underneath dad's mural on the side of the building put out on facebook instagram if you want to bring your family's pictures you're more than welcome it's a uh, community altar for yeah reverence of uh, uh and uh 
you, it, you, I was amazed on how many people brought pictures really? and decorated that altar with. Of him? Yeah, no, 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 no of, of their of family members, their, their own families. family members okay, okay. brought to Chantburg, which was very cool. Very that was cool. really okay. cool. Yeah, so you and, do that and every this year? year, well, that was yeah, last year was the first year, but yes, you better believe it. It's going to be a, have to be a bigger altar what too. What year is that? I mean, what day? October. October. I think oh, it's October the fourth, something okay, like that. Okay, y'all figure it out. Yeah. Oh, it 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 uh, it's All Souls Day with Catholics. The same thing. Okay. But, uh, you know, it was super cool, and uh, you know, just that little sense of people wanting to share their family and people that and their grandpas that ate at Champ Burger. You uh-huh. know, they've got their picture there, and you know, right. just a uh, little something to sure. That's so cool. You you don't. I'm, this is gonna sound stupid, but you don't get that out of Chili's. Like you know, like please, what? you know. <laughs> That, that's I mean and and you don't get that at a Apple store you know you don't, I mean you know whatever have you like that's that's something different and that's the unifying factor of food and the unifying factor of service and so forth and so it's it, again I, I cannot say how cool it is to have an establishment that's been there for 60 you know 60 some odd years you know doing it that way and you keep saying you're lucky Luck comes through hard work and dedication and, and so forth. Yeah. And yeah, and, and so you can say lucky, well, you can say this, you can say that, but give yourself a ton of freaking credit for putting out the work to reap the reward of luck, if, if that makes sense. You know, a, a basketball player trains his ass off to to be lucky that that rebound Beep. bounces his way. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> <just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> so that he can tip it in and, and, and things like that, you know, and, and put himself in a position to be successful. So. You know, uh, as much as you say lucky, I, I I know that there's a ton of work that goes behind that, and a, and a ton of dedication that has to come that's behind why, that. Too. That's why Chris only weighs like 170 pounds, <laughs> if we're lucky. Right. Uh, one thing you mentioned right, several times, you know, you're you're thankful for your employees. You know, you're thankful for the amount of tenure they've given you. I mean, there's lots of things you're thankful for. As we wrap up, is there anybody you want a special shout out to, a special thank you to? And I don't mean distributors. I just mean you know people that have helped you along the way. Uh, cross a bridge or complete a sale or you know what I mean just someone you want a special recognition that's really driven home some of your success well there's an older gentleman his name is Ed Coulter and he uh, he's in his late 90s and uh, he has always been Champburger Stallworth you know and he's yeah. he's like this comedian vaudeville kind of thing he stands at the window he He's, he hadn't been up in there in a while, but stands at the window and just just cuts jokes nonstop. You know, <laughs> count your change. Don't trust this guy. You know, go to Jack in the Box. Don't eat here. You know, and, and you're just like, Ed, 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 you know, <laughs> calm down, buddy. Right. And, and people are looking at him. They don't know how to take him, you sure. know, because he's got this straight, straight draw. Yeah, I, you know, mostly the older people that have been just coming to Champ Burger for years and years and years. They were no longer with us, you know. I was lucky enough to uh, get a couple pictures of them, and those were the pictures that went up on the uh, the altar. Yeah. You know, we've had just countless generations of people come up to Champ Burger. They're just salt, salt yeah. of the earth, yeah. man, and support us through thick and thin, you know. So, so. Big shout-out to those, those customers, long-term customers. Sure. People that love Champ Burger, talk about Champ Burger, bring bring their family <laughs> to Champ Burger. Um, so you know we're 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 grateful to have you, and we are extremely happy for your success. We hope that you enjoy another six decades of it, or or as long as you want to. Thank you. What is so the I. anniversary 
date for that's September. a little murky it, yeah. we believe it's august okay. the old man remembers it was nice and hot <laughs> but uh those kind of things have kind of fallen by the wayside he was he, he this month i do believe okay which will be 57. so this okay. will be 57 this year okay years. he just remembered that it was hot so yeah. <laughs> it was good enough that could good have been month. any nine months i was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> used to <laughs> date of birth corner it was hot <laughs> but thank you for joining us uh it's been our pleasure to have you talk a little bit about champ burger we'll be there we'll come visit good, you soon good 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 we'll work our way through the menu i mean i gotta get it i've had breakfast sandwich but i gotta get some breakfast tacos i gotta go down that road uh real soon We'll come so, early, man. We'll come flour or corn? Flour. Okay, all right. Extra Good. cheese. You got problem extra with, cheese you and got bacon. Problem with flour or something, want, No, no, man. I'm trying to, I mean, I'm you trying to watch look, my waistline. Like, <laughs> you, call, you call it, we make it. We'll <laughs> whatever you want, we can come up well, with. Well, Chris, tell, tell everyone who's listening where they can find you. What's your address? We're located at 304 Sampson uh, in the East End between Harrisburg and Canal, uh, about a mile or so from the ballpark. Scott Street off 45 exit or Waco Street off I-10. We're in between the two freeways. Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. And uh, where can they find you on social media? Uh, Champ Burger Houston is uh, Facebook and Instagram. And I've got a Twitter account, but I really don't have a whole lot to say. About <laughs> but, uh, Champ Burger Houston. Well, man, it's been fantastic having you. Connor, you got anything? Man, no, just thank you so much again Absolutely. For, for this. Thank it's you. It's so cool to, yeah. to have you on. So <laughs> and we'll see you again soon. All right. <laughs> As always, thank you to our listeners. Thank you to our sponsors, Duke's Pyramid Meats. Thank you to our partner, uh, Beavers, here on Westheimer for hosting us and giving us an awesome space to record this podcast. Uh, like and subscribe. Five stars, five stars, all that good stuff. Follow us on Instagram. Word. Yada, yada, yada. All right, we're out of here. <laughs> Duke's Premium Meats Home Delivery is your one-stop shop for premium quality meats delivered right to your doorstep. Delivering all over the United States, Duke's Premium Meats offers you the best in quality by personally working closely with local ranchers and butchers. Duke's Premium Meats offers everything from fillets and lobster tails to heart-shaped ribeyes to Texas-raised Wagyu brisket. Get amazing meat delivered right to your door by using Duke's Premium Meats. Visit their site at www. 